What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Rookie Ball, the podcast where you want to go if you need to know anything sports or if you just want to hear my opinion on them. I, of course, am always your host, Phoenix Higas, and welcome back. Happy Tuesday, everybody. And yes, the NFL draft is soon, but today we're going to stick with the NBA, and as soon as the NFL draft happens, we'll get into it. So let's get it. So before I get into any of the playoff news, uh, I did want to talk. So last episode, I announced that Ben Simmons would be coming back for game four of the Celtics and Nets series. He, of course, did not. I am not a sports analysis. I'm not an ex-NBA player, so I know I can't really talk about it. But I, I will agree with what I've seen from the analysis. This is, a, you know, as Shaq put it, this is a punk move. I mean, the man was healthy and the man has probably been healthy. Uh, but is refusing to play, he probably shouldn't be playing the game of basketball at this point, it seems like. Uh, I don't really know what direction he wants to go in, but it seems like every teammate he's encountered doesn't trust him as a player, as a teammate, as a friend, honestly. And we'll see where that takes him, but I didn't think he was going to help the Nets that much. But, I mean, you should still play. And obviously we'll get into it because that series did not go well for Brooklyn. But the first game we'll be getting into because the last game we we talked about on Friday's episode was the Nuggets and Warriors game three in which the Warriors went up three to nothing behind the splash trio. So the first game we'll be getting into is game three of the Miami Heat, the first seeded Miami Heat and the eight seeded Atlanta Hawks. The Heat were up two to nothing. It looked like a possible sweep, but Atlanta pulls out this game three win behind behind a nice performance of Trey Young, who had 24 points, eight assists and four rebounds in 40 minutes, though. I feel like you should still score more. It wasn't the highest scoring game. It was 111 to 110 by one point. And Miami kind of blew this one. This was definitely Miami's game to lose. Or sorry, game to win, I guess I would say. And they lost it. Jimmy Butler with an okay performance with 20 points, 8 assists, 10 rebounds. But that's in 41 minutes. PJ Tucker played 33 minutes and 11 points. But that's not his role to score. Kyle Lowry only scored six points, and he has been a struggle so far in the in the series for the Miami Heat. But as we'll talk about later, uh, and just to continue, I do still think Miami will be fine in this series. They will probably go on to win. Then after that game, you have the Milwaukee Bucks and the Chicago Bulls. I talked about last episode that even though Chicago beat Milwaukee in game two, this was going to be a destruction series. Milwaukee's going to win, and I continue to be right as they beat them by 30 points in game three to go up 2-1. And it was honestly a full team effort. Now, 111 is not that many points, but Giannis, 18 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds in only 29 minutes. Bobby Portis, 18 points, 16 rebounds. Drew Holiday, 16 points, 6 assists, 6 rebounds. Even, I mean, I don't like him, but Grayson Allen had 22 points in this game. Yes, Milwaukee is weaker without Chris Middleton, but they are still better than the Chicago Bulls. And that is the reason. On the Bulls side, it's horrendous. Uh, DeRozan only 11 points, 32 minutes. Vucevic, 19 and 30. Levine, 15 and 31. It, Vucevic with only six rebounds in the game. No one even hit double digit rebounds in this game. And only four players 
hit double digit points and one of them was Tony Bradley who scored them in six minutes so I'm gonna guess those are just garbage minutes right there but yeah I as I said without Chris Middleton the Bucks are still good it just truly depends on how long he's going to be out because I believe that they'll beat the Bulls but their next series will be against the Celtics who look really good so if they don't have Middleton for that that'll be scary for them then up next we had game three of surprisingly the best series so far in the first round between the number one seeded Phoenix Suns and my team the number eight seeded New Orleans Pelicans and in game three man the Pelicans could have and should have won this game but the Suns pull out 114 to 111 and I mean they showed up to play especially their two stars uh, with Booker out DeAndre Ayton 28 points 17 rebounds he had a big step up this game rebounds and just controlling the post has been a big problem so far for the Suns in this series and DeAndre Ayton came to play in game three Chris Paul 28 points 14 assists and you had some you had some contributors Drake Jay Crowder decided to finally show up with 10 points in 34 minutes though Mikel Bridges 17 points in 40 minutes and JaVale McGee even came out with 15 points in 12 minutes so some people showed up for the Suns uh in place of Devin Booker this game and they played well but that's not to say that they didn't prove they can stop Ingram and CJ McCollum, who both had 30 points plus in this game. Ingram with 34 points and 7 rebounds in 37 minutes. CJ McCollum with 30 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds in 41 minutes. And even Herb Jones came out with 12 points. Devontae Graham with 12 points in 13 minutes. So they have not proved yet that they can stop this duo. They've just proved that they can sometimes outplay them on their best nights. And that's going to be a problem going forward in this series. If you cannot stop them, then you have to play at 110% every single game. And I don't think the Suns have the longevity to do that, especially as we get into game four. We prove that some mental games can get, can get to them. Then we had game four in the Philadelphia 76ers and Toronto Raptors series. The Sixers have a chance to wrap it up, go 4-0, and move on to the next round, most likely against the Miami Heat, but they cannot get it done. The 76ers go down 110-102 to after not that good of a performance in their last game that went to overtime, and I'll admit, it just, their, their trio didn't play at its potential tonight, and that's all the problem was. Uh, I still think Philadelphia is going to win this series, but yeah, Joel Embiid, 21 points, 8 rebounds, gotta get more rebounds. James Harden, 22 points, 9 assists, 5 rebounds. I, that's actually a decent game, but it was in 42 minutes. And Tyrese Maxey, 39 minutes with only 11 points, 6 assists, 6 rebounds. Still a decent, well-rounded game, but that trio should be playing better in my opinion. I actually think that's a decent game by James Harden, but as a, you know, as a big three, really you need to be the only one scoring. Uh, and on the Raptors side, this was the Siakam show. I mean, Gary Trent Jr. had 24 points, but that's on 39 minutes. Siakam, 34 points, 5 assists, 8 rebounds, 44 minutes. He truly became the leader of this team in this game. It has been questioned whether it's him or Fred Van Fleet. Obviously, Fred Van Fleet didn't get to play the whole game this time around. 
Uh, so it really came down to Siakam and he stepped up in a big way. Now, as I said, I still think Philadelphia will go on to win this series without a doubt in my mind, but I do think Toronto is putting up a bigger fight than we expected them to. We'll get into that as we talk about game five later on. Then after that game, we had game four of the Dallas Maverick and Utah Jazz series. Now, the series after this game ended up being 2-2, but I think we're very fully aware that this is just not a close series. This is, of course, the first game that Luka Doncic was back for the Dallas Mavericks, but the Utah Jazz pull out a 100-99 victory. The free throws just couldn't be hit at the end of the game, and that's all it came down to. The Dallas Mavericks definitely should have won this game, but they just weren't able to hit free throws, and sometimes that's what it comes down to for a team, and that was the problem for them. Luka had a great game, 30 points, 10 rebounds, 34 minutes. Jalen Brunson continues to do well. Obviously, he's playing second fiddle to Luka now, so he's not going to have the games that he was having through the first three. But still, 23 points, 5 rebounds, 35 minutes. He is playing as a second star right now. And then the other three starters on the Mavericks team all score 11 points, the exact same amount. On the Jazz side, it just feels like it's Mitchell and someone else every day, and you need to have a solid second guy. In this game, it was Jordan Clarkson off the bench, who had 25 points in 36 minutes. Donovan Mitchell, 23.7 assists and 6 rebounds in 38 minutes. And Rudy Gobert got involved. 17 points, 15 rebounds. Those are the stats with some extra points that he should be putting up in this series. I just don't... I think Rudy Gobert is a good player. I don't think he matches well with Donovan Mitchell uh, because Rudy's just not a primary scorer. And so all the attention is going to Donovan and they're not worrying about Rudy having an open shot in the middle uh, because they know if they put enough pressure on Mitchell that he will panic and that has shown so far in this series. And honestly, kudos to them for winning this game, but it was purely based off of the Mavericks' mistakes, which was part of basketball. And I understand that, but I don't think the Utah Jazz specifically won this game by themselves. Then we went on to Game 3 of the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets series. I talked about in my last episode that there are series that could be even, that every game is decided by 10 or less points, and one team just gets lucky four games in a row, it gets a sweep. And the Celtics going into game three, the first two games were decently close. Yes, the Nets didn't perform as much as we expected them to, but they were close games. And the Boston Celtics do it again. They pull out game three. They win by six points, 109 to 103. And look, it just continues to be the same thing. Kevin Durant doesn't play well. Kyrie Irving plays okay. He went off in the first game, but he did not play well this time around. Kevin Durant, 16 points, 8 assists, 8 rebounds, 46 minutes. Well-rounded game, but not what we expect out of one of the best scorers of all time. Kyrie Irving, 16 points, 9 assists, just not what we expect. But Bruce Brown... 26 points, 8 rebounds in 40 minutes, being the unsung hero of the Nets, almost saving this game for them, but obviously cannot stop the power of the Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum, 39 points, 6 assists, 5 rebounds, 45 minutes. Jalen Brown, 23 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds, 38 minutes. And I mean, that's all you really need at that point. You just need everybody else to score some points. Uh, this team is scary. The Boston Celtics, obviously we know as of today that I'm recording this, 
that they have moved on and they will play in the second round. The only team to sweep. Brooklyn Nets, the only team to not win a game in the first round. The Boston Celtics are a scary team in the Eastern Conference. I gotta be honest. Uh, I think the Eastern Conference is just scary in general as long as all the higher seeds move on to the second round. So we'll see how that goes for the rest of the teams. But man, Boston is a scary team. Then we have game four of the Minnesota Timberwolves and Memphis Grizzlies series. This one has been super fun to watch. Every game has not been even at all. One team just dominates or comes back or, or something like that. This, this one was exciting. Uh, I did not get to watch the ending live. I was watching just score updates. Uh, so when it went to 119 and 118, I panicked. I was like, oh my gosh, there's no way they blew They were up by like four with five seconds left. And I was like, there's no way they blew this. I realized that it was just like a last second heave. Uh, so this wasn't close. Uh, the Timberwolves had control at the end of the game. Although, shout out to the Grizzlies. They had great performances. Uh, Dylan Brooks, 24 points in 34 minutes. Desmond Bain, 34 points in 35 minutes. That's amazing. John Morant... Not that big of a scorer, but he had teammates that backed him up on it. But he still had 11 points, 15 assists, 8 rebounds. Still a great game. Tyus Jones, even with 13 points. It was not a bad game by the Grizzlies. It was just a better game by the Timberwolves. Carl Anthony Towns, after not showing up in Game 3 and only scoring 8 points, he has 33 points and 14 rebounds in 42 minutes. Anthony Edwards, 24 points, 4 assists, 4 rebounds, 37 minutes. And three other, sorry, four other players that scored over 10 points in this game. Listen, when playing at their highest potential, the Timberwolves are an amazing team. And I told you, I still do think that they're going to win this series. But that's not to take anything away from the Grizzlies. They're an amazing team. There is a very high probability that they could win this series. And I would say they're even probably the favorites, considering they are the higher seed. Uh... So yeah, this is going to be a good series. Uh, the games haven't been that exciting uh, compared to one as like the Suns and the Pelicans series. But I still do think this is a series that has the potential to go to seven games. To prove my point further, game four of the Milwaukee Bucks and Chicago Bulls series ends with another big Bucks win. I mean, when you held a team to under 100 points two games in a row, something is going wrong. And as I said... As long as DeRozan doesn't become the next Michael Jordan in, in a game, the Bucks are going to win with or without Chris Middleton. DeMar DeRozan, 23 points in 41 minutes. As long as he's not scoring over 40, I have the Bucks winning a game. Patrick Williams, 20 points, 10, ass 10 rebounds, sorry. Zach Levine, 24 points, 13 assists. And Vucevic with a double-double, 11 points, 10 rebounds. Listen, they got... They got three guys, and outside of that, you just have a lot of role players. So if your three guys are not playing well, it's not going to work. On the Bucks side, yes, they have three, and they seem to always work, but they have guys that are able to step up as the third guy. Grayson Allen, you know, he sucks, but he stepped up again. He had 27 points. Bobby Portis, 14 points uh, and 10 rebounds. Giannis continues to destroy 32 points, 7 assists, 17 rebounds in 35 minutes, and Drew with 26 points and 7 assists in 37 uh, minutes. Drew is really coming out as the as the second guy in terms of scoring, which I love to see. I was scared uh, the possibility because Drew isn't 
a score first guy really uh you know seeing all his years on the pelicans and i think he proved that he can step up in that role uh such as like cj mccollum did uh when he moved to the pelicans he's really become a vocal point of this team so yes as i said the Bucks are going to win the series and they're probably going to finish it. I think they play today. I think they're going to finish it out. Uh, and we'll see what happens in the second round. I think them getting out of this round too early might actually hurt them. And the fact that Chris Middleton might not be back for the second round if they move on tonight. So if they truly believe in themselves to win the series, they might let one go to have an extra couple of days for Chris Middleton to heal up because the Celtics are going to be a big test for the Bucks. Then we moved on to game four of the Denver Nuggets and the Golden State Warriors series. And yes, the Warriors are gentlemen. So there will be no sweep today. The Denver Nuggets pull out 126 to 121. On the Warriors side, it still continued to be the Splash Trio, although kind of was only the Splash Brothers this time around. Jordan Poole with only 11 points and 9 assists in 39 minutes. But Steph and Clay both put up over 30, Steph with 33, and Clay with 32 in under 40 minutes. Andrew Wiggins had himself a bit of a game as well with 20 points and 37 minutes. Look, I like the Warriors. They're good. They're going to move on in this series. I just, I wish this series would have been a little more competitive. Because as you can see, when Jokic has one player... And in this scenario, he had two. But if he has a one player score over 20 points, he can out of nowhere be competitive in a game. Aaron Gordon, 21 points, as I talked about. If Aaron Gordon could step up a little bit, this series could become a little bit more competitive. He had 21 points, four assists, six rebounds. Monte Morris, 24 points in 29 minutes. And of course, Jokic, 37 points, six assists, eight rebounds in 38 minutes. The man is a monster. And look, and this is just proof if he can have someone who can just play well not even play great just play well he can be competitive in a game with a team that is far more superior than him so we'll see how the rest of the series go i don't expect a three to nothing comeback uh but there is a possibility that they could win another game then we had game four of the miami heat and atlanta hawk series after coming off a loss, the Miami Heat made sure to put a downing on the Atlanta Hawks parade. They win 110 to 86. The Miami Heat continue to roll in this series. Trey Young had a horrendous game. Trey Young with only nine points in this game. Let me remind you, yes, I know he's being double covered. I'm just telling a joke right now. But Kevin Knox scored more points, which is 12 in four minutes. Then Trey Young did in 36 minutes. Trey Young scored nine, and that is the second time that has happened this series in Ke in Kevin Knox scoring more points than Trey Young. And yes, before anyone go hates on me, as I'm gonna say again, it's a joke. I know Trey Young is being like triple covered in this series, but Kevin Knox is showing signs of potential that I know he has. Seeing him in Kentucky, but for the Hawks, DeAndre Hunter was the only person. Uh, outside of John Collins and Kevin Knox scoring 12 and 11 points to score in the double digits. This was a horrendous showing uh, by the Atlanta Hawks. I don't know what else to say. This was really bad. Uh, for the Heat side, for the Heat side, uh, continues to be a good performance. Jimmy Butler, 36 points, 10 rebounds in 36 minutes. P.J. Tucker, 14 points, 8 rebounds, 28. Bam, 14. Struss with 12 points. Uh... 
Tyler here did not have a good performance along with Victor Oladipo. The bench just in general did not do very well this game, but you don't really need to when your whole starting lineup has over double digits in a game, including your leader having 36 points. As I said, Miami doesn't need to worry. They're going to win the series, but Atlanta, I do hope, makes it a little more competitive next game, but I am rooting for the Heat to move on in this one. Then, ladies and gentlemen, we have game four of the Phoenix Suns and New Orleans Pelicans series. Let me remind you that this was a one versus an eight, technically nine seed. The Pelicans showed up in this game. The Suns showed up in game three, but the Pelicans showed up in this one. And now this is a scary series for the Phoenix Suns because Devin Booker is not coming back for the rest of the series. And the Pelicans got in the head of this team. Jay Crowder, 11 points, five assists, five rebounds, 29 minutes. All right, pretty good. DeAndre Ayton, 23 points, 8 rebounds, 33 minutes. Pretty good stat line until you realize that that was the leading scorer of this team. Chris Paul, 4 points in 35 minutes. 4. 4 points for Chris Paul. And that is strictly because Jose Alvarado and Herbert Jones locked him down. That is truly what it came down to. Herbert Jones and Jose Alvarado got into the head of the Phoenix Suns this game. They made them make mistakes, do turnovers, and just straight up made them stressed, made them worried. And you could see, once a person starts clapping in your face, they got you. They got you good. And it helped a lot that this was a home game for the Pelicans, so the fans were getting into it. It just seemed like the Suns got really distraught in this game. Now, obviously, if this were to go to seven games, the Suns would have the home court advantage. But the fact is that if the Pelicans continue to get into the head like they did this game, they can win. If they play like they do in game three, they have the opportunity to win. I just see a lot more potential in the, and I'm very biased, I understand, but I see a lot more potential in this series for the Pelicans to win than I do with the Suns. And I think this could be the fifth team to move on as an eight seed. On the Pelican side, they just continue to not prove uh, the Suns cannot prove that they can stop the duo of Ingram and McCollum. McCollum didn't have his best game, but he had 18 points, 9 rebounds, and 36 minutes. Ingram continues, in my opinion, to be a top 3 player so far in the playoffs. He had 30 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds, and 36 minutes. I'm not going to say that he's playing better than Tatum, uh, and... You know, at this time, he's not playing better than Luka. And stat-wise, he's not playing better than Jokic. But in terms of leading his team to winning games, Ingram is playing amazing. And Jonas Valanciunas had a good game himself. He had 26 points and 15 rebounds. Like I said, some of these stats don't show up. Herb Jones only had 13 points. Jose only had 5 points. But they got in the head. Larry Nance Jr., he only played 25 minutes with only 6 points and 7 rebounds. But he made an impact. It's not about the stats. Obviously, Ingram is the leader of this team and he had the best stat line, but it is how you play with the miniature given. And Larry Nance Jr. and Jose and Herb Jones, their stat lines do not pop out to you, but they made an impact when they were on the floor and that's what matters in a game. The final game of the Boston Celtics and Brooklyn Nets series ended in a sweep 116-112. Once again, another close game. Like I said, the Celtics are just dangerous. Even without Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, 22 points, Marcus Smart, 20 points, Grant Williams, 14 points, Al Horford, 13, and of course, Tatum with 29 as the leader of the team. Listen, the, the Boston Celtics are scary. As we talked about, they go on to win this series. 
Kevin Durant finally decided to show up with 39 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds in 47 minutes, but a little bit too late. Kyrie had 20 points, Seth Curry at 23. Listen, this is a hard truth for the Brooklyn Nets to face. Uh, they were supposed to win a championship this year, and instead they ended up in the play-in games and getting swept by the number two seeded Celtics. They're going to have to figure some things out during the offseason, because obviously this formula is not working especially if Kevin Durant is going to play like how he did in this first round. So the Brooklyn Nets, the first team officially eliminated. Get out of here, uh, as I say at the end of my episodes. So Brooklyn Nets, you are out of here. And the Boston Celtics are on fire. So spice. So spice. So spice. Then our second to last game, we had the game five of the Toronto Raptors and Philadelphia 76er series. And whew, Toronto, uh, Toronto won this game. Uh, they win this game by 15 points. And as I said, I still think Philadelphia is going to win this series, but, but Toronto is putting up a fight and you know, that's how it goes sometimes. Uh, Pascal continues to be the leader of this team. 23 points, seven assists, 10 rebounds. OG had 16 points. Uh, Scotty Barnes comes back, uh, 12 points, four assists, eight rebounds. And Gary Trent and Precious both had good games with 16 points for Gary and 17 points for Precious. They did this all without Fred Van Fleet. And that's scary for the 76ers. As I said, I still think they can win the series. But it was just another game where their big three just didn't show up. Harden with 15 points in 40 minutes. Maxi with 12 points in 42. 20 points for Joel Embiid with 40 minutes. And 16 points for Tobias in 44 minutes. Listen, you know, if... Tyrese Maxey playing at that level is the reason that they were winning games. That is scary for them. I do think that they could lose this series if that's the reason why they were winning. Uh, but I don't think it is. I think it's because Joel is just not playing at the level he was. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm rooting for the 76ers. But man, do they need to win one playoff series. Please. Just one. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, Philadelphia, I still think, will win the series, as I said. But Joel, is, Joel Embiid is going to have to play well in Game 6 to promise that. And the final game to wrap it all up uh, in this episode and next episode, we will get into the NFL Draft, which would have happened by the time we we're recording the next episode. The Dallas Mavericks destroyed the Utah Jazz in game five of this series to go up three to two, 102 to 77. Let me remind you that the Utah Jazz had the number one offense in the entire NBA this regular season and just scored 77 points in a playoff game. Two players with double digits in this game, and that is Rudy Gobert with 17 points and 11 rebounds and Jordan Clarkson with 20 points. Now, yes, Donovan only had nine points, but this is just a failure uh, overall by the Utah Jazz. Not a well-played game. On the Mavericks side, Luka continues to do well in his return back. 33 points, 13 rebounds in 33 minutes. Jalen Brunson continues to play like a second fiddle. 24 points, 4 assists, 5 rebounds in 37 minutes. Listen, when you got those two guys playing that well, that's just how it's going to end up. Uh, as I talked about after Game 2, the Utah Jazz just need to blow it up. Uh, and in all honesty, I, I truly do mean that when I say that. I like Donovan Mitchell. I like Rudy Gobert. I like Jordan Clarkson. But they're just, they're not a championship team. Uh, I don't believe that the Mavericks are a championship team. When you're losing to a team that's not a championship contender, in my opinion, 
then you're especially not a championship contender. I think that's common sense right there. Uh, so yeah, Utah Jazz need to fix something, need to change something during the offseason, need to find a trade for either Rudy or Donovan, and find a player that will be able to play with that other counterpart, kind of like how the 76ers did, but they're kind of failing at it. So do the opposite of what they did. Uh, figure figure another player out that you know will mesh well with your other guy. But what do you guys think? We got three games tonight. The Heat have a chance to close out a series with the Hawks tonight at 6 uh, Central Time. I'll go by Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. We have Game 5 of the Timberwolves and Grizzlies series. Their series is tied. As I said, I still think the Timberwolves will win that series, but that'll be a very fun game to watch at 7.30 Eastern Time. And tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, you can bet I'll be watching the game. We have the Pelicans and Suns who are tied up right now 2-2. Two to two. Man, it could be interesting. But that is unfortunately all the time we have. I will talk to you guys about those games in the next episode along with the NFL Draft and possibly the NHL Playoffs. So I will see you guys on Friday, and I will see you guys on the flippity flip. Get out of here!